Worship at Home, Sunday the 29th of January 2023. Presentation of Christ in the Temple. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Lord, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came, and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favour of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The principal feast of the presentation of Christ in the temple is celebrated on the 2nd of February. That's this coming Thursday this year. But if you don't have a church service then, it's also customary for those churches that want to celebrate it, or traditionally do, to hold it today, um, the Sunday, which otherwise is the fourth Sunday of Epiphany. It's something that is often considered high church, and I'm fond of the celebration of this presentation, otherwise known as Candlemas. Not because of an opportunity for high church bells and smells, as may some may associate it with, and not even because it lends itself 
to a late January or early February Christingle service, a service of light and candle lighting in the late winter darkness. I much prefer to do Christingle in this early new year than before Christmas. But I'm fond of it because of the two characters we meet in our gospel reading, Simeon and Anna. Now, in the past, I've preached on Simeon or Anna and what we may learn from them. There's rarely time to fit both in at once. Or I've preached about the Nunc Dimittis, that song of praise that has become so well known in our liturgy that Simeon uh, shares as he meets the Christ child. This year, I wondered if I might just preach on being old. Well, I thought about it and then I thought there's too many people who would argue I'm not yet qualified in my early 50s. But age in many respects is an attitude. It's not just a physical thing. I know people in their 90s who are incredibly young. I also know contemporaries of mine who have a very old attitude to their lives as if it's they're running out of time. I saw a t-shirt recently online. In fact, my husband was desperate to get it. <laughs> it made us laugh. It said, Of course I don't know how to act my age. I've never been this old before. And that tells us something that is true for all of us. Some of us are old. Some of us are young. But the fact is, we all know about the experience of growing older. Whatever stage of life we're at, we all share that. Now, there are two writers who spring to mind. One who has written um, very well on the process of ageing and our journey with God. And that is the um, Catholic priest and theologian Richard Raw. He's written a book called Falling Upwards. The other, uh, not a Christian piece, um, a writer called Matt Haig. He's a young writer who um, from a young age experienced depression and in that there's such humility in what he has learnt and his book uh, Reasons to Stay Alive is credited with having saved the lives of many people who realise they do not need to undergo the journey of depression alone. Now Richard Raw. Uh, he talks about two halves of life, roughly speaking, and trust me, this is a, a very brief summary of, of what is some eloquent and helpful writing. But he describes our first half of life is about building a container almost, um, the new wineskin. We start to ask the big questions, who I am, where am I going? Um, what am I going to do? And we build this container that is ourself. And the second half of life, uh, we often see that people are simply now using what has become an old wineskin and patch repairing when it starts to leak, starting to still maintain that sense of uh, who am I? This is my path. This is what I do. 
Whereas a fulfilled life, the second half of life, isn't about building the container or patch repairing it. It is about filling it, filling it with the deeper meaning of, of life, which, of course, as Christians, we find in our walk with God and God's purposes for us. Matt Haig's book, in many respects, is completely different, but uh, like those who may feel old and think that their time is uh, coming about or shortening, anybody who has had experience of depression will know that at any age there is no sense of future. It is a life-threatening and life-limiting illness. So Matt's uh, perspective on it is really important. And what he actually ends up sharing of himself and uh, in the uh, from others using the hashtag reasons to stay alive that he's gathered from others who have experienced depression is actually what keeps people alive um, is the stuff that fills the container rather than the one that is building or repairing it. So there's a real synergy actually in, in what uh, Matt Haig has found as reasons to stay alive. It's quite interesting to come then back to the person of Simeon. How do we read his life? Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. Words there from the Book of Common Prayer and one of the translations of this Nunc Dimittis, this song of praise that Simeon offers. I think I used to read it as the the words of an old person at to be honest, when I was younger, a mentality of someone who's saying, okay, God, thank you. I've seen Jesus now. I'm ready to die now. Oh, the arrogance of youth. I'm not sure that I think anybody ever feels ready to die. Some, some do. I have met people who are quite at peace when they know it's coming and, and have even talked about the privilege of knowing that that is coming. But many uh, and most perhaps are not ready for that. So actually I see Simeon's words quite differently now. That actually his moment of meeting Christ, coming later in his life, but it could come at anybody's point in life, is quite different. It's one of those moments that you just feel so fulfilled that you can say, wow, Lord, if I died now, I'd die happy, whenever that is. My reason for staying alive is encapsulated in this moment. And more than that, it's a moment I'm going to recall and celebrate every day that I have. And that really is what the Nunc Dimittis is about. It is a prayer that is saying, uh, we have been offered this peace in meeting Christ and we can every day celebrate that. It's the way in which Christ became a light to the Gentiles. There is the darker side of that, those words of warning for Mary, but that's a reflection for another day. Amen. We come to a time of prayer and as I've talked about the experiences of those who are growing old and those who of any age 
may experience depression. Today's prayers are based on the intercessions by David Adam, Light in the Darkness, a suitable theme for this time of Candlemas, thinking of Christ as light of the world, shining into those darkest places and darkest moments. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation, to you be praise and glory for ever. You have delivered us from the darkness of death through your beloved Son. In him, light has conquered darkness, life has triumphed over death. He has breathed into us your life-giving spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks now for the light of the gospel and that it shines in our own hearts. We rejoice in the truth of the resurrection and in your saving power as we remember those who struggle with their faith, those who doubt, those, Lord, who don't know you or know of their need of you, especially those who sit in darkness or who live in fear. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember peoples and nations who feel drained and lack energy, praying especially for those in the Ukraine living with the horror and reality of war and aggression. We ask your blessing on all who suffer from poverty or oppression and pray especially for those who are separated for their loved ones and their homes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, Lord, that you appeared in an ordinary home and ask that your presence and your peace may be known in our own homes and among our loved ones. We hold before you now, Lord, homes where faith is mocked or places where faith is persecuted and for those struggling to remain faithful. May your light shine in their darkness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we think of all who are struggling with this life. Homes where there is a tension or lack of peace and people who are ill and afraid for the future. We pray for those who are lonely and facing a time of crisis. May all know your presence, your peace and your purpose in our lives. Lord God, you are light and in you is no darkness at all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we give you thanks for the new life you offer to us in your Son and that you offer us eternal life. And so we come to you with confidence, praying for friends and loved ones departed. May they know the fullness of joy in your presence and in eternal life. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh. Grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. And so let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Before I finish with the usual notice and invitation to join me again for Worship at Home, a note to my regular listeners. Some of you who know me know that I will soon be moving job and with it moving house. The Worship at Home podcasts are going to continue and those of you who receive a link by email will be receiving notice of a new email address and opportunity to confirm whether you would like to keep receiving the links from me. That will be in a couple of weeks time and there may be a short interruption to my podcast um, service. I may have two to three weeks perhaps four, when I won't be producing a podcast, um, probably because I'll be desperately trying to find my books out of boxes at the other end of our move. Um, so I'll certainly uh, let people know how, I get, how I'm getting on with that. Um, but for now, podcasts continue and they will do so after my move. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcast, please get in touch at revlucylun at btinternet.com or through the Anchor podcast website. Goodbye.